Hello and welcome to the Church Times podcast. Join you from the Walker Cricket Ground in Southgate, London, where the Church Times Cricket Cup final for 2017 is about to take place. It's the 67th final of the Church Times Cup and London Diocese, victors for the last four years, will face Lichfield Diocese, whom they've beaten twice in recent years in the final. Litchfield team are just warming up. The Bishop of Shrewsbury has been practicing some bowling with the Litchfield captain, the Reverend Andy Ackroyd, who is also the side's wicketkeeper. So I'm here with the editor of the Church Times, Paul Hanley. Paul, could you just tell us a bit about the history of the tournament? Uh, this is the 67th final that's taken place at this ground. Um, it's become a permanent fixture first Thursday of September every year. Um, uh, it was started by the editor about six or seven editors ago and so it's one of the nicest bits of my job that I've inherited. And today it's London Diocese who are a very strong side against Litchfield, also a strong side. Do you think it'll be a close match? Well I hope so. Um, <laughs> uh, having spent my youth um, playing badly, being short-sighted, left-handed and uh, unable to catch or bat, um, for some reason this was held against me, um, I always, I'm always in favour of the underdog in these sorts of matches, um, but try not to let it show. Um, uh, entirely neutral, of course. Um, but it, for, it, for the sake of competition, it would be nice if um, the winner was switched around a little bit. But I, I understand that in in, uh, in sporting fixtures, that isn't how they treat things. So we'll see. I mean, I think London are strong, London are young, but uh, Litchfield are quite determined. I heard the Bishop of London once say that this is better than any deanery chapter meeting for bringing the clergy together. Do you think it serves a wider purpose in the church? I think it's fantastic. It, it tells um, the clergy that life is not all about um, PCC meetings and, um, and even pastoral work. They've got to look after themselves. And, and um, we have endless arguments and debates in the paper about um, different bits of the, the church disagreeing with each other and possibly not even talking to each other. And yet on the cricket pitch, um, they are in the same enterprise. Um, it's a great bonding thing, um, as well as being hugely enjoyable. So I'm with Reverend Ed Kendall, captain of the London side, and the Reverend Tim Rose, secretary. Um, Ed, how are you feeling about today? It's your fifth final in a row. You've won all the four previous ones. Yes, uh, yeah, very, very excited to be here. It's uh, always a glorious sunshine. On uh, and it's a beautiful pitch and uh, shaking off the summer holidays and really excited to be here. And Tim, you, what's your run been like here? Has it been quite smooth to get to the final this year? Well, we uh, the early games we kind of we had a lot of uh, people not available and uh, scraped through against uh, guys at Canterbury um, and at St Albans and other other games like that. And then uh, two really competitive games in the quarters and semis uh, against uh, Leeds and Bristol, which are fantastic matches to play in. Could have gone either way. So yeah, we just at the end of it, still very happy to be here and not taking anything for granted today. And you face Litchfield twice before, I think, in recent years, in 2014 and 2013, um, beaten them both times. Do you think they'll be quite hungry for victory? I'm sure they will be. They're a really good side and uh, it's not going to be easy at all. And yeah, I'm sure it'll be a really competitive game. And yes, we've played them third time in, in, in five years, so uh, in the final. So I'm sure it's going to be an excellent game. I remember both of those games were really, really excellent close games. So I can see the same happening today. And just briefly, what is the 
taking part in the tournament, you're all from different kind of churchmanships, mm. different churches. Is it a good way yeah. to bring people together? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think it, you know, you know, it's a great way to meet other clergy. It gets you out of the out of the parish and all of the, the stress at times that's going on. And it's yeah, it's just a fantastic competition to play in. Really, really enjoyable. Yeah, we and it's it's just great to have time off playing cricket together, and we really enjoy it. It's, it's brought a lot of enjoyment to us. Yeah. I'm here with the Reverend Andy Ackroyd, the captain of Litchfield. How are you feeling about today, Andy? Um, well, as a team, we're obviously really excited to be here. Um, we've been to four finals in the previous seven years, but none in the last two. So we were uh, really determined to get here today. And of course, we're coming here, um, yeah, looking forward to the day uh, and hoping that we perform to our best. Are you particularly hungry for victory after facing London, I think, in 2013 and 2014? And narrowly missing out on victory. Yeah, and I think in one of them we didn't really play that well and the other one it was quite a tight game. Yeah, we are really hungry to sort of, I wouldn't say get revenge really because I don't think it works like that, but we really want to play to our best. Uh, and yeah, we obviously want to go away with the trophy. Going away with the uh, runners-up isn't quite as good somehow. And I think also we want to win because when we last won, uh, we were captained by Jeff Reynolds who uh, sadly died and we want to sort of win it for him as well. Um, but, you know, we just want to play to our best, and if that's good enough, that's great. And just briefly, what's the run been like to the final? Has it been quite smooth? Yeah, it's been reasonably smooth, actually. Um, we had a tight semi-final uh, and a very good game. Um, the other games went uh, reasonably to plan. Uh, the main problem in the early rounds was the weather. Uh, but, yeah, our run to here has been uh, pretty good. Um, it's just getting full team of clergy sometimes is the uh, biggest challenge. And just finally, do you think the does cricket play a role in bringing clergy together from different traditions, different churchmanships, areas? Uh, yeah, absolutely. The, the biggest thing about our team is that our camaraderie and our time together. We came down last night, we had a couple of beers and a meal, and we love being together, and uh, we're from different parts of the Church of England. Uh, we've also uh, got free church minister here. Uh, so, yeah, it really does bring a certain unity. And, and actually, I think it's good for clergy to get away from work and actually do something that is creative and fun as well. I'm here with Stephen Fay, the, the veteran journalist um, who has written the news report of the Church Times Cricket Cup for the, about the past 14 years. Um, Stephen, could you say a bit about the, the Church Times Cricket Cup? It's a wonderfully unchanging English institution. <laughs> it's uh, unlike, uh, I think it's one of the few stable, tr truly stable elements in the church. Um, the only thing that's and what makes it more stable is that London have now won it four times in a row. And if we go on like this, they'll be, re they'll be sort of, re re what's it called, retiring the prize. What do you think it is about London that's made them such a strong side in recent years? Uh, what, it, what has made London the capital of the country? Just more churches and more, more cricketers. Um, so some of their best cricketers uh, have done very well. Um, and indeed played for the Church of England in the first game against the Catholic Church. Um, they don't all play here, but um, I think it's, it's just volume of, of players. And in Litchfield have been in several finals. In they have. They're going, they're going to retire the running up prize. <laughs> Did you expect a close contest today? I'm hoping for one. You can never tell. It's very unpredictable. Um, the, the, the players, it, the, the teams are mixed. You know, they've got some very good players and some not very good players. And if the very good players impose themselves, the team wins. 
London won the toss and decided to bat. London's opening batsmen are the Reverend Matt Beebe, the team's vice-captain, who's associate vicar of Christchurch Mayfair, and the Reverend Joe Moffat, vicar of St Mary with St Alban Teddington in south-west London. Litchfield vice-captain Simon Taylor, pastor of the Christian New Life Centre, one of the permitted three non-Anglican players. He is bowling, he's opened the bowling for Litchfield. Bowling at the other end is the Reverend Richard Reeve, team rector of Tettenhill Regis in Litchfield Diocese. The sun has been out as the game started. There are some clouds covering, looking slightly ominous, but the forecast is dry for today. The Church Times Cricket Cup final has been blessed with some good weather in recent years. Rarely has it been rained off. Some listeners might be thinking, what do the bishops think of their clergy having the day off to play cricket? Well, in the case of Litchfield Diocese, two of the bishops from the diocese actually play in the team. That's the Right Reverend Mark Rylands, Bishop of Shrewsbury, batting number four today. And the Right Reverend Clive Gregory, Bishop of Wolverhampton, who is Litchfield's number two batsman. And both of them have played in the tournament for many years. BB just hit the first boundary of today's match. Four runs. Just come into the pavilion bar at the Walker Cricket Ground in Southgate after a spell of rain. I must say the players are still playing, but I'm here with two um, sometime contributors to the Church Times who are regulars here. Um, Andy Walton, the journalist and broadcaster, and Joe Ware, the writer for Christian Aid. Joe, what do you like most about the tournament? Well, for me, the Church Times Cricket Cup final is the, it's the epitome, really, of kind of uh, English culture. So you have a beautiful green cricket ground. You've got the, uh, the clergy in their all-whites. You've got uh, a few uh, spectators dotted around the boundary. You've got the beautiful uh, church of Southgate behind the trees. And, uh, and really, it's the kind of fitting end to the summer. Uh, after this, sadly, it's uh, all downhill weather-wise, and we're already getting that, I think, today. But it's just uh, a lovely kind of uh, scene that I think has been unchanged for decades, and I like to think will remain unchanged for decades to come. Um, Andy, what, mm. what do you like about cricket? I'm not sure I can add anything to Joe's waxing lyrical, but maybe I just spotted some, you know, um, Maiden's Biking to Even song and some warm beer on the, the bar Major. here. Yes, indeed, yeah. Um, it's, it's a, it is an excellent uh, event. It's sort of takes place in such great spirit uh, but actually it's a really high standard of sport as well um, I know a few of the players in the, the London team and they're really incredibly dedicated and I know it's the same for, for all the teams um, they, they really want to kind of um, put on a good show for people who come down um, but also it, it's serious sport but not taken too seriously The Right Reverend Mark Rylands, Bishop of Shrewsbury, long-standing Litchfield player. We're at lunch now. How, how's it going? You've been fielding. Yeah, I think it's in the balance. It's it's swung. London were definitely winning to start with. They had no wickets down for about 50 or 60. And then we just got um, important wicket, Joe Moffat, and then Matt Beebe, and it swung back our way. And then they started to go again, and then we got two quick wickets. So it's just gone one way and the other. 143 for four of 28 overs, I think it's in the balance. All depends what happens after lunch. If London go big on lunch, we're in there. 
and you've, I mean, you've had a few painful losses come very close to the cup in the last few years. You must be. We have, yes. Um, the last, we've been in one, two, three, four. This is our fifth final in seven years, and we've won one of them, haven't we? Yep. Personally, personally, I've been in seven finals and only won one, <laughs> but that's with different dioceses. Uh, right. my, my, my son, of course, has been in two finals for London and won both. Indeed, so he, Sam Ryland. Yeah, he, he absolutely, you know, scores that over me every time. <laughs> and just briefly, you're going to you're, you have your eye out for possible players for the Church of England team. We do, we do, actually. Quite a lot of the London team are in. One of them, Andy Cranston, who just bowled um, Chris Lee, he's in the uh, possible selection. He bowled very good in swingers and got Chris Lee with a beauty, actually. Um, so yeah, there's one or two from one from ours and about four or five from London, um, who are definitely in selection. Chris Kenners and Chris Lee, I was giving them a bit of jip out there. I said they're under pressure for selection here, so just keep them under that. And then Chris Lee gave in, so that was good. And that's next month in Rome in October. Next yeah. month in Rome, October the 20, 21st, 22nd. Can't remember. It's a Saturday yeah. near the end of October. And we're going out on the 18th, uh, hospitality with the ambassador, um, the Vatican. And then they're going to give us a long pilgrimage in Assisi to tire us out, the Romans, the day before the game. But we're looking forward to it. It's, it's always great and very good for the spirit of cricket and for unity uh, amongst Christians. here with Richard Watt who's the Church Times Cricket Cup photographer. Richard how long have you been taking photographs of the match? Um, I would say 29 years uh, from since uh, 1988 when who was playing Liverpool in London and Liverpool won. What's it like capturing the atmosphere and, and the drama of the game? How, how do you do that? Well cricket's quite a difficult sport to photograph because you want to get pictures of the bales being hit off and, and the ball is travelling really quickly. So you kind of got to um, figure out when it's going to happen before it happens and capture your shot, which is quite difficult. But since I've been doing it for a long time, I've got used to it. What are the best kind of weather conditions for taking photographs of cricket? Well, what's nice is um, if you get a little bit of change of weather. So you get some sun coming out and then a little bit of overcast because if you've got sun all the time, one, you get boiling hot and everybody's very bright and the shadows are very dark. So with, with weather like today, which is slightly overcast and then a bit of sun, it's absolutely superb um, and makes great pictures and uh, they're not too contrasty. So I would say weather like today is ideal. But rain is not ideal you know, and uh, you know we all run for cover when that happens. And this particular setting with the parish church overlooking the ground, I mean, it's, it's quite idyllic. Do you think that makes Oh, yeah, you couldn't. You, this is picture postcard. I mean, I bet this photo's been taken thousands of times of, you know, of the cricketers and the church in the background, and um, absolutely, it's beautiful. Well So I'm here in Christchurch Southgate, the parish church in which the final takes place, with um, Father Crichton Limbert, the vicar. Um, Father Crichton, let's ask you a bit about, um, you kindly open up the church every, every year for people to come in and, and you serve tea and cake. Could you just tell us a bit about why you do that? Well, I think it's one of these things that if you look at any image of the Walker Cricket Ground, um, strangely enough, you don't see the pavilion, you see our church. So many, many generations of people have always associated this church with that particular cricket ground. So it just seems really 
almost a no-brainer that if there's a big church game going on at the cricket ground, we should open up the church. It's really that simple. <laughs> so, and as cricket goes on throughout the year, to, is, other, is there much um, contact? Yes, I mean, um, we, we have quite a good relationship with the, the ground because um, they do an open sports day and we, that coincides with the same day as our summer fete. And then also earlier this year, we were one of the churches in the circuit for the Enfield Winter Night Shelter and then they volunteered to use their showers so our guests went over to use the showers of the pavilion after sp spending the night sleeping on the church floor. So we have a good relationship with the ground. Um, you know, we have joked about image rights because they always, our building's always in their publicity photographs but you know, it works both ways. And it is quite fun because we are, we're very proud of uh, both our cricketing and our sort of historical heritage here in Southgate and we think it's nice that, that when we have got visiting teams from often across the country now usually it's London it's usually one of the teams but if there were other dioceses other than London it's good we often get people popping in and just have a look at our art and uh, windows and generally enjoying as part of the playing cricket in front of the church really absolutely also with Philip Dawson, the church warden of Christchurch, who might be known to listeners from his um, RC of E Twitter feed in, in June, <laughs> which was very popular. Thank um, you. <laughs> we just hear before some um, pictures and information about the cricketing history of the church. Could you just tell us a bit more about the Walker family and, and John Walker, who the ground is named after? Yes, I mean, we, our church building that we're in now, built in 1862, really uh, thanks almost entirely to the Walker family. And uh, the seven Walker brothers, who are all in the vault outside, are all famous cricketers, and they founded the Southgate Cricket Club here. Um, they founded the Middlesex County Cricket Club in 1864. Um, and uh, so we get lots of people people coming in to uh, come and see where they're buried and also come and see the art and the windows in church which have a connection to the Walker family. A, particular, um, a particularly important um, member of the family, uh, Teddy Walker, uh, was uh, the man who gave a lot of money to reorder our church and the Lady Chapel is a beautifully decorated part of the church um, which uh, is in, it, he, he paid for in memory of his, his parents uh, and uh, we've got lots of other windows and uh, murals in, in the building which people come from far and wide to, to see and uh, yeah it's a really interesting part of, uh, of, of Southgate life they, they founded this church but they also founded schools locally um, uh, one of the country's first libraries um, as well so they were really quite um, uh, philanthropic as a family and uh, yeah we, we, we are really pleased that uh, people come and visit us uh, each year to, to learn more about them. Are any of the Walker family still resident in Southgate? Not resident, but we have, funnily enough, a couple of months ago, we did have sort of a lot, a lot big visit by the Walker family, and they're all sort of getting their family history out and just looking at all the different memorials and the different windows for all the different members of the family. And we're very interested, weren't they, to sort of come and look around. So they are still very, um, very interested in the fact that this was very much their family heritage, almost. I mean, the big, the big house, which was the Walker family, has now become a, a care home. So in the sense that the, the big property has had to be sold on. Um, but they, they, they come regularly and do enjoy coming around to see you know, the family church. <laughs> <laughs> Any of them cricketers still, do we know? 
I don't know. I'm not sure, but I'm one, not one's sure. a vicar. Isn't oh, he? one's Edward, yes. Edward's a vicar, yes. yeah, and, and lives in Oxford now. And uh, he, he came, um, uh, as Crichton said, uh, the other day to look around. And uh, um, yeah, they're all very keen to see that we're, the building is being so well used um, because we have lots going on, like um, Father Crichton said, the, the night shelter. We have lots of social projects that go on here, as well as our wonderful services and music, fantastic choir. And uh, they're really thrilled to see that the building that their family, their ancestors really paid for and get, gave the land for um, the church here um, was being so well used and is so you know, enjoyed by people today. Just briefly, I believe you've been hosting some area deans and other bishops. Oh yes, that stuff. was a very, um, that was a slightly strange uh, experience, um, because we don't, there is currently vacancy for the Bishop of London. The Bishop of London would normally come and sort of you know, oversee the whole proceedings. Um, so the Episcopal area that we're in is the Bishop of Edmonton. So he was prevailed upon to come and do that instead. Um, but he has got a long-standing agreement, which was the uh, area deans meeting. So to be able to him to come to the cricket, it, we had to move it to our lounge in the, in the vicarage. So we've had um, 14 area deans in the in the vicarage all day, so that just so the bishop could go and see the cricket. The players have come into the pavilion for tea. At the moment, Litchfield are on 60 for two from 18 overs, so they have another 22 overs. So it looks like they need to step up the run rate if they want to be lifting the trophy this afternoon. They're chasing 239. Just a single over left. The Darters of Litchfield needs another 21 runs. No, take that back. The Dart of Litchfield needs another 20 runs to win. An unlikely target, but a thrilling end to the match that people probably didn't foresee back at lunchtime. That's just hard luck. That is fantastic. Yeah! <laughs> After an impressive fight back by Litchfield, they fell just short, finishing around 228 runs uh, and so the Dice of London are this year's winners of the Church Cup with 239 runs. Um, a valiant effort but sadly not enough led by the Bishop of Shrewsbury. So you must be delighted five times in a row. Talk us through those last kind of half an hour. How did that feel on, on, on the fielding and bowling side? Well, it was fantastic. It was a fantastic game. Uh, Litchfield played brilliantly and uh, Mark Rylands and uh, Simon batted astonishingly well and just kept themselves in the game all the way through. So it was pretty nervy. Are you starting and, to worry? Uh, you might, you might we were genuinely very, very worried and uh, they were batting superbly. So it could have easily gone any different way. Um, so we're delighted, delighted to have won it. And five times in a row, as Paul said, a Church Times Cup record, we think. Yes, I think it is. I think it is a Church Times Cup record. Um, yeah, it's been What's a great team. Your success? A fantastic team of players who've played regularly, actually. And I think we really enjoy playing together and um, just spending time playing together. has a great team spirit. And uh, we somehow managed to squeeze through <laughs> time and time again. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, yeah, we're really thrilled. And hoping to come back next year and see if we can do six in a row. Will Hoping so. Start? Why not? Why not? Let's keep it going. There's new players keep joining and other people move on. So um, there's, there's fresh, 
fresh people coming in and uh, we just have a great time playing together. We really enjoy this competition. So we'd love to keep playing together and keep enjoying it. So um, thanks, thanks to the Church Times for organising it all because um, we really enjoy it. It's a great, great fun thing. So Bishop, uh, man of the match, uh, what did you end up on, 80? I don't know. 80 something? 80 something. Uh, got so close and yet so far, how, how are you feeling? Talk us through that. that those I'm, last, I'm really last annoyed minutes. we didn't get that. I thought we could do it, especially those last three overs, because if you, we were seeing it, and if you connected it could go for six, we had to get sixes. And I got out with a top edge and I knew it wasn't enough. That's what I'm really annoyed about, because actually, with four balls to go, we only needed, what, 10, 15, didn't we? And, and we could have done it. Just did a six off that first ball, and, and that went for six, then we got a couple, and then I just hold out, you know, with two to go. Should you have started as a team hitting out a bit earlier, maybe? Maybe. Did you, late, did you wait too late? That could be, that's fair. It might be a fair comment, but on the other hand, if you then both get out, the two people who are batting, then you collapse completely. But you're right, yeah, in hindsight, you might look back and say, because they can put all the fielders on the boundary like they did, it's not in limited overs where you have to have certain fielders inside a circle. They just put them all out on the boundary, so we had to go for sixes and fours. But, yeah. It was, so, a right, it was a game. great game and London played very well. I thought Andy Watkins actually turned the match for them when he came in at number seven or eight and he started hitting, seeing it, hitting it very true, sixes, fours. He got a very quick 40-odd and that got them much further than we, you know, had really thought we could reach. Um, so he and Chris Kennedy, I think at the end, really helped London accelerate. Their last 10 overs, they went at about 12 and over. Um, and when you think back to where you were after 10, 20 overs, to come as close as you did, oh, yeah. it's a great effort. Yeah, that's it's all right. I know that's no consolation. It's all right, now. but we wanted to win, Tim. We wanted to win. <laughs> it's true. We're getting closer. Last yeah. time we were about 18 short. This time we were 10 short. So we're getting better. Hmm. But we're not quite as young as the London team. Our average age, I think, is an extra 15 years on. But never mind. But the Man of the Match award, is that any consolation for you going home tonight? A bit. I mean, it's lovely to get it. Very kind and generous. I think, as I say, I think I'd have given it to Andy Watkins. But I'm very glad to have it, and I'm not sharing it with him. <laughs> the champagne stays in Litchfield. Are we going to see you back next season? Uh... hope so. Oh yeah, I think Litchfield, we, we've got a good team and we enjoy playing together. That's all different traditions, different personalities, and it's a wonderful relaxation for the clergy. And Bishop Clive of Wolverhampton and I play in it. And I think that sort of helps say, this is, this is important, this is diocesan stuff. Um, do come and play, don't take your day off, come and play cricket, and it's good for you. And if you're in a good state, actually, you'll be good as a minister, and you'll be healthy in the parish. Um, Bishop Jim Thompson from Bath and Wells used to say to me, Mark, you play as much cricket as you like when I was team rector of Hewish Episcopal because you said you won't be on my sick list and you, and you won't be causing me trouble. So I do, it's we like do encourage. Clive and I, well, Clive and I encourage people obviously to take their time out, whether it's walking or what have you, cricket or tennis, but something outside the church to refresh that's the important thing and the camaraderie the camaraderie of the, and the friendships that are built up playing cricket and relaxing afterwards um, really good
Well, that's it for another Church Times Cricket Cup for another year. The Diocese of London has won their fifth title in a row, a Church Times Cricket Cup record. Let's see if anyone can come back in 2018 and depose them. Thanks for listening to this special episode of the Church Times podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next Friday with our regular instalment. But until then, goodbye. Thank you.